Hi, I'm Ron Hammonds. Welcome to the podcast again today. You know, I believe in the move of God. Now, I want to run a disclaimer or two here, okay, because a lot of people say, man, we're having a move of God. God is really moving here. Well, that is wonderful and great, and I believe in that. I believe in the move of God. But I also think that many times while people are waiting on a move of God, God is waiting on a move of people. You know, we are not just sitting around waiting on God to show up before we can do something. God showed up. God showed up in creation. God showed up with all the prophets and the patriarchs. God showed up in the person of Jesus Christ. God shows up by the Holy Spirit and all of his ministers. God shows up, but he has already given us so many things to do that most often he shows up while we are doing what he's already told us to do because he showed up. Uh, Okay, once I got that disclaimer out, now I want to tell you about the move of God. I believe in a move of God. But let me tell you as well a couple of things that I'm concerned about when people tell me that they are having a move of God or or, or, or something is happening in one isolated location or or one uh, circumstance or situation or one individual's life. You know, I believe that that, uh, a move of God is not just a great church service, okay? We don't come to church and we shouldn't hold the mentality of, 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 you know, that's where we go to so that we can have a move of God. And when we had a great church service, oh, there was a move of God there today. Um, you know, a move of God does not just produce a great church service. And I love great church services. Man, I'm, I love to come into the house of God and, and all the songs just click and all the people are smiling and, and you know, there's prophecy and words of knowledge, words of wisdom, and man, there's healing going on and, and the word of God is strong and powerful and everybody's saying yes and amen and people pray at the end, get born again, saved, and, 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 and they walk out and go home. I love powerful uh, church services where the presence of God is there. But, the, but that in and of itself does not constitute a move of God. You see, a move of God is not just a great church service, but a move of God is a great life. If there's a move of God happening, and there is, then it should affect lives for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, a generation. God moves in every generation. A move of God is not an isolated experience, but it's designed to last a lifetime. You see, a true move of God will affect individuals' lives and families and communities for decades to come. Local Small, isolated times of great celebration, great refreshing, although they are wonderful in their moment, they, they may not constitute what many people call or expect as a move of God. You see, when God moves, things and people change. People in a move of God experience something that, that, that changes their life forever. It doesn't just change their Sunday morning. You know, and then Sunday afternoon, they're back to, to, to the way they were. You see, we do need a move of God, and God needs a move of people. But what we are needing is to see the priest once again weeping between the porch and the altar and, and the, the Holy of Holies experience where the presence of God so fills the temple that the priests are even unable to minister 
This move of God that every generation experiences changes a generation. You see that Holy Spirit which came on the day of Pentecost comes to every generation in a new and a living way, in a dynamic expression that changes lives and minds and hearts and captures a generation, captures a core uh, a strength and a core group of, of sold-out citizens of heaven, having given their lives as disciples of Christ that they begin to live holy and blameless lives. A move of God is something that, that changes the face of the earth and the face of that generation forever. Just look back, if you would, at what happened to Moses when he saw the burning bush. He was 80 years old. There, God spoke to him out of this moment. You know, it ended up leading a whole nation out of the wilderness, excuse me, out, out, of, out of bondage in Egypt and into a wilderness where the word of God was given on Mount Sinai and, and, and a whole generation changed. They were slaves, but because there was a move of God that brought about this move of people, a whole generation, a whole nation went from being slaves to being the Lord's freemen. See, so many times if we're not watchful, we can become cultish in our approach to God. We can imagine that what God is doing, he's only doing here. What God is doing, he's only doing with us. What God, I mean, we are the true church. We are the, we, I mean, uh, oh, there's nobody but us serving God. That, that, you know, that, that Elijah, uh, Elijah complex. It's just me, God. And God said, no, it's not Elijah. Come on now. You've got to tribulation cave mentality. You know, uh, I've got 7,000 servants who have not bowed their knee to Baal. If you are involved in a situation to where you imagine God is moving and the only place he is moving is in your life, then you are deceived. If you think you have some special connection to God that no one else has, you are being deceived. If you imagine that you and your church group have a special connection to God that no one else has, then you are a cult. If it's only happening where you are, then it's not God. These are the facts. It's the truth. And it's one way that you should be discerning and not believe everything that jumps up and says this is the only thing. Some years ago, I had some people in my church went to a revival in another state. And they came back. And when they came back into church, it was on a Wednesday night. And they came in a group and they came and surrounded me in the foyer and, and, and began to lay hands on me and speak in tongues and pray loud and, and swoosh their hands around me. And uh, some of them shook me. Some went down to my feet and prayed for me. Now, believe me, I appreciate prayer. I don't want to uh, throw any dim light on prayer or, or any, any, uh, anything that someone wants to you know, uh, move the kingdom forward. I appreciate that. Uh, but keep listening to me here now, okay? 
Uh, now, it was a little bit spooky, a little bit scary. I think maybe even some of the visitors left the foyer, you know, because it got rather loud and demonstrative, which God can get that way. I'm not, I'm not opposed to that. I speak in tongues. I dance. I, I, I praise the Lord. I prophesy. Okay? Uh, and, 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 you know, I've, I've done some squirrely, spooky things myself, and I believe in these uh, uh, manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Uh, but let's look at the end result here for a moment. Uh, these, uh, these people, earnest and heartfelt, had been somewhere and they had heard a message that unless all the churches submitted to that particular movement and unless all the pastors in the nation submitted to that particular fire of God, then God was going to abandon that church and that pastor who would not join that movement, that expression, that, 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 uh, when they got finished praying, I wasn't sure, you know, I, I, I had heard of the meetings that was happening in a, in another state. Uh, I wasn't sure what, what they were going to do, but they got up and they began to tell me as though it were some word of knowledge or word of prophecy. And they began to say, uh, pastor, uh, you have to um, submit to these super apostles. You have to submit to these prophets. You have to bring the church under their guiding control. I mean, they were saying it as though it was prophecy. If you do not, you know, God has given you three days to make your decision. And if you do not, then you will miss the move of God. That was not the truth. It might have been well-meaning, but misplaced. The fact of the matter is, God is not going to move in only one denomination, in only one location, through only one person, in only one group. That is not God. Do you know what it reminded me of immediately? The scripture came to me uh, about the disciples coming to Jesus and saying, look, there's some people over here that are doing something different than we're doing, and they're not in our group. Should we call fire down out of heaven and destroy them? And Jesus said, you don't know what spirit you're of. Now, he's talking here to his disciples. Now, these are people like Peter and James and John. You'd think they'd know better. I mean, they're good people, and they said a lot of good things, but that point... You know, just because you say good things and just because you love Jesus doesn't mean everything you say is of Jesus. And they heard a preacher that night that, that was deceived and that was preaching heresy. And he might have been a good guy. He just was not preaching the word of God. And they bought it hook, line, and sinker, and they came home. And do you know, I didn't join that group. And by the way, that group doesn't exist anymore. I didn't join that group. I didn't submit to those super apostles, and I don't even know where they are anymore. Our church is still here. That's been about 20 years ago. But over the next week or two, that group of people in my church convinced every person that they were more spiritual than I was. Not every person, but many people. They decided that... Their pastor didn't hear from God and that their pastor was 
evidently going to lead them, you know, to being abandoned by God. We had 120 people leave our church in the next two weeks in one big group because their pastor didn't want to get with the move of God. <laughs> Nothing could be farther from the truth. I was protecting him. In fact, through the years, most, not all, but most of those families have come back. And I don't even know where all that other stuff went. It fizzled out like most things do. Just exactly like Gamaliel said, you know, why fight against these things? Gamaliel told the, the Sanhedrin and those leaders in Israel, why fight against Peter and James and John and the church? You know, uh, if it's not of God, it'll fizzle away. That's what he said. Yeah. Some things are of God, but when they are, they will take the whole world by storm and include everyone. <laughs> when you begin to live a doctrine of exclusion and not inclusion, when you're the only ones or your, your church believes or denomination believes or you embrace, it's only happening here. It's not happening anywhere else. We're special. You know, I'm special. I mean, I'm no, uh, no, 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 no. We're all special. Even those who aren't in your church. You see, a move of God is not an isolated experience. It touches lives and communities, and it changes lives forever, not just for a decade, not just for a revival season. Okay? A move of God is designed to change the world. It may take us years to see if it was really a move of God or not, but rather than riding the waves of life, the up and down of every day and living from spiritual experience to spiritual experience and celebration to celebration, party to party, ask God to truly move in your life and in your church and in your community. Ask God to use you to move uh, for more than just one hour, one day a week. Ask God to stabilize your every day in Christ and to stabilize your community in him. Well, the Bible tells us in Mark, the fourth chapter, that there are a lot of different grounds that seed can fall into. And some of the grounds, the seed can spring up quickly, but because it doesn't have root, it will fade away. Let's not be like that seed. Let's let the seed of God's word fall into good ground to where it brings forth fruit 30, 60, and 100 fold. And when tribulation or persecution arises, we don't stumble, we don't fall, we don't fade. Let's be found doing what God has called us to do. Because let me tell you, we are in the middle of a great move of God. God bless you. Father, I ask, Lord, that you move in our lives, Lord, in such a way that it changes us, Lord, each day and every day, Lord. Help us to grow, Lord, in your grace and favor, Father. Grant us a stable Christian life, Lord. Keep depression and worry and fear far from us, oh, Lord. And, and God, let, let joy be our portion, Lord, and peace our reward, Father. Help us, Lord, to grow and help others to grow as well, Lord. Help us to be inclusive, Lord, to discern, Lord, and not to be deceived, Father, by, by some little pot 
pocket experience, Lord, that is isolated and, Lord, will soon fade. Thank you, God, for the wonderful moments we have with you. But, Lord, Help us not to not to live from from spiritual party to spiritual party, Lord, but to live a balanced, growing, heartfelt life, Lord. And God, once again, sir, Lord, help us to always be in a move of God. In Jesus' name, Amen. God bless you. Hey, thanks for listening. That got uh, that got a little intense in it. Hey, <laughs> it's the truth. Okay, if you think or if others around you believe they're the only ones, that is a road to deception. God bless you. I love you. By the way, there are no super apostles. See you next time.